Welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World, and I'm delighted to be joined by conductor Giselle Bendor. Hello, Giselle. Hi, Hilary. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, and this album, this beautiful album, Chien Años? Yes, that's oh. quite good. Okay, not bad. Okay. <laughs> and it's a pian to Piazzola and Tango which is, and it's wonderful. This is just wonderful music. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I know. So can you tell me um, how you, how this album came into being? Yes. Um, actually, I had been thinking of this album for a few years. I worked a lot with the soloist and uh, also composer, arranger in the recording, Juanjo Mussolini. We'd been working together since I think 2004. And uh, every time we, uh, we play the concerto Aconcagua, which is Piazzolla's major concerto, I always thought that nobody played it like Juanjo did. And one day I just said it, you know, you have to record this. There has to be a recording of you playing this piece, which is a classic. It's like, you know, some great violinist playing Beethoven's sonatas, you know, you know, we should hear it. So I started with that piece. And then I said, you know, let's do an entire recording of your pieces, Piazzolla's pieces, and your arrangement of some of those pieces. And then, you know, that's how it came to be. And it was exactly what I wanted. Cien años means 100 years. So it's yes. Piazzolla's 100th anniversary, centenary. Yes, and it, it is a double meaning. First of all, when I told Juanjo that we should play something completely original by his, he said, you know, I have this piece that I started writing for my grandfather, you know, it's called Cien Años, uh, and it, it was a tribute to his grandfather as uh, what would have been his 100th anniversary. And at the same time, this was Piazzolla's anniversary. So both came together. They just synced and they, 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 they came together. <laughs> uh, and, the, and the piece itself is, is very uh, poetic. It's lyrical, really. It's, it's, like, a, it's, it's like a warm memory of, of somebody that was important. Yes. And that's lovely that there's the personal as well as the sort of global. Yes, that's signature. exactly right. Yes. Yeah. Um, the recording, where did that take place? We recorded a minute before the pandemic started, so to speak. We recorded end of January of 2020. And by March, we were already in lockdown. So if this, it was so, so much luck, really because no one could anticipate. I mean, it, we, it's not like we uh, harried, you know, and, and did it because, because we thought that there would be a, a lockdown. No, this was the, the time that we decided these preparations have to be done at least two years in advance. And this was our schedule. We played it live. 
We played the entire repertoire live in concert. So all this was logistically put together quite in advance. We were lucky. None of us knew that we were... No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And also, or what would be the ramifications? I don't, I, I've never been to a pandemic before, you know. You know, it's, it's just nobody knew. But as I, it could have easily been uh, planned for April. And then it would have been cancelled. Yeah, to, this, to this very day, and, and no idea when it would have uh, taken place because most the great majority of everything that was planned has been cancelled. So you recorded in January 2020 and as you say it could have very easily been oh well you know it's not quite going to work the venue isn't going to be right. Anything could have been anything just just anything and that's why I say you know uh, in, in figure of speech a minute before the pandemic we recorded it exactly incredible <laughs> incredible and so what then happened so was the editing and the master and mixing was that all done um remotely? quite a bit no we did it after that and it took like a year it took quite a bit of work it was a lot of work i remember that uh, I, I am a perfectionist, you know, and so, so, so is Juanjo. So the tape went back and forth for months and months. And uh, we could have released it earlier just to coincide with the exact anniversary, which was March of uh, 2021, last year. But we took our sweet time. I didn't think it was so important to release it, you know, exactly. Uh, we released it in August of, of 2021. To me, that was uh, the year, the, the whole year of 2021 was the actual anniversary. Uh, so we are now one of the latest uh, productions of uh, Piazzolla's music to celebrate the centenary. Uh, we are, you could say, you know, we are compared to those who had their uh, recordings ready to go on the first day of March, we are late. But, uh, you know, I, I'm very happy with the reception that it had. It's had really stars reviews, fabulous reviews, top. So I'm very pleased with it. Very, very, it's very satisfying. It's not like, you know, you rehash the same things again and again. You do new things, things that have not been done, like uh, a new arrangement of the Four Seasons and a very original arrangement of that, you know, uh, playing it all Four Seasons in one movement. Uh, which is not is not the way it was originally written. It was written four separate pieces, for one for each season, of course. So you know there there are pieces by Juanjo also that have never been recorded, and uh, and then there is this towering interpretation of the Aconcagua concerto. There's there's really some that is familiar and some that is. It is familiar, but it's new. It's a totally new rendition of the material. 
Yes, and I love that combination of something that that is familiar and that we've kind of known before, but done in a different way, and then alongside the new, completely new stuff. And I think it's the only justification for doing recordings nowadays when there's so much that has been recorded and there is so much that is available, particularly with a popular composer like Piazzolla. There is, you know, you, you can take your pick, but then that's when their challenge is to do something that has not been done before. And uh, in that respect, I'm quite pleased to, to have uh, um, been able to do something creative. Yeah, well, and it is, it's wonder, it is wonderful. It's a brilliant, um, brilliant album. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Some of my listeners will not know about you and your background. So can you tell me a little bit about how you got to here? Well, I was born in Montevideo, Uruguay, and I was raised there. I finished high school there. So my primary, my, my first uh, tongue is Spanish, is my mother tongue. And... Uh, then I left, uh, I continued my, uh, my music studies, I always did. And uh, my highest, um, let's say, um, uh, university that I studied was Yale. Um, and as soon as I graduated from Yale, I was pretty much on my own. So I was working with the uh, quite a few prestigious orchestras. Uh, one of them was the Houston Symphony. And it was when I was in Houston, I think it was in, in the early 90s, that I discovered a piece by Alberto Ginastera that reminded me of all that folk music that I had played uh, in Uruguay and sung, and that we loved the folk music. It was not, I mean, folk music was not something, you know, like, God forbid, uh, you know, hillbillies or something that you, you have to go all the way across the country to, to see people that are enjoying that music. Uh, in Uruguay, it was, it was very common to play folk music and to sing it. And I am a self-taught uh, guitar player the acoustic guitar I'm a pianist by training but you know I, I just whatever instrument entered my my home I uh, I would just take it and see what I could do with it so it started like that with Hinasteda because uh, all those uh, pieces that form the complete ballet Estancia which is 36 minutes and had never been recorded before they were all the same style that I had grown up with. And that, that was the beginning. And then I, it never stopped. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm working now on, on, on another two Latin American projects, uh, songs. No, three. I'm working on three. <laughs> so, songs of uh, Carlos Guastavino, uh, some uh, string orchestra compositions by Teresa Carreño, 
and an opera by Ginastera that I recorded a long time ago, but it never, I never made it into a CD. So, you know, I, I, I always have ideas and things that I, I want to do. And, uh, and then I find the, the time and the place and, and, and I do them. Uh, and, you know, my career was based on the mainstream repertoire. I, you know, I toured the world uh, playing mainstream uh, repertoire. But every time I would add uh, a request to do a piece by a Latin American composer. And that's how I build the repertoire. And I, I was happy to introduce uh, new audiences to this music that I think it's, it's, uh, it's underplayed. You know, if you, we compare it with, with uh, German music or uh, French music, Italian music, Russian music, uh, it is still trailing behind, and there is no reason for that. It's just a, a question of playing it. Right. That's wonderful. Um, so, so obviously you recorded this, and then we went into lockdown. How was right. your lockdown in general terms? Well, I was lucky that I had these projects, you know, that I said, well, Okay, so the concerts out there, I, I still did some concerts, but by and large, uh, you know, the engagements are still uh, postponed, etc. But because I have these projects, I've spent uh, quite a lot of time working on them. And that doesn't necessitate anything but your own listening and, and editing and communicating with the, with the engineers, etc. Uh, so I've been I've been working and I'm I'm still working. I'm working on on uh, on this project as as we speak. Yeah, brilliant. So uh, I well and you know it's been a lazy time I have to say compared to my life and like everybody else's there was life before and and there is a life still during and hopefully it will go back. Uh, you know, we miss it when it's not there. When it was there, we were overstressed and traveling too much and with too many engagements and, and Superwoman had to do everything. And I had, you know, it, it was just one thing after the other. And then suddenly it, 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 it comes to a halt and you say, where is all that? Where, where I, I want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. miss it. I miss it. I, I, so I, I've been, um, you know, I've been restless. I, I've still traveled a little bit, at least uh, to see my family uh, around the world. And um, I'm, I, I've been reading a lot. It got me back to reading, which is nice. I always love to, I could read hours and hours. And uh, I, I became too attached to, to uh, TV series, you know, binging. Yeah. You know, something I never did in my life. Just just watch 50 chapters of uh, of Downton Abbey, you know. <laughs> yes. You uh, know, things like that. And I, I would never, I, it would never occur to me to do. I learned Sudoku. I learned a lot of things that otherwise I would never have had the time. Yeah. 
have you got album release events around this? Well, we had everything uh, digitally done. You know, we 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 had press releases, and uh, there's been there's been interesting things like um, a few uh, a few months ago, on the fourth of July exactly. Uh, I I was honored by the Carnegie uh, Foundation uh, as a great immigrant, you know, as a, as a, as a great immigrant, a great American, and I was very moved by that because I never thought about it. Uh, you know, I've been here since uh, I got married, and I came here. That would have been 1984, exactly. So. Anyway, uh, th- that that was quite a distraction, you know. It happened. That was more of a uh, of a public relations uh, event than releasing the CD. But, but still, the the CD was was very well, as I said, you know, was well regarded and well reviewed. So it's, it didn't have a. a, a an outside release, like there was no concert. No. Uh, there was a concert, yes. We played the music and we recorded it. Yeah. But once the CD was released, it, it was a more uh, modest, you know, because we were already into the pandemic. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you telling My me. My pleasure. About it. My pleasure. I enjoyed it very much. I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation with Giselle Bendor. It was fascinating to hear her talk about the lack of exposure of Latin American music and how she's working to put that right. At the start of this podcast, I played the opening of The Four Season, which is the Piazzolla Mussolini version. And now this is the end of The Four Seasons. And it's very interesting how that's all one movement. So we've just missed a bit out in the middle. But do check out Giselle's links in the show notes. This is a great album and I think you'll enjoy it. There's a real joy about this music. Thank you for joining me once more for Harmonious World. And I hope you're having a really good week. I have some great musicians lined up in interviews that I've already done and interviews that are set to take place. Please do connect with me on social media and remember to share what you are good at.
Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World. <laughs>